Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... The School Run. 30 miles per hour thrills and spills. <laughs> that's the subtitle. Yeah, yeah. The that's, whole... that's the subtitle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family movie. That's, that's <laughs> given to us by Daniel Mongan. Thank you, Daniel, for uh, for that title. Thank you. They got in touch with us on facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Life's a Pitch show. So, guessing from the title, you could probably figure out what genre we're doing this week, and uh, that is family racing. movies. Oh. Shit. You say racist? <laughs> Race, racist films. Ra- ra- racing films. It's a race. It's, <laughs> it's, it's about race. It is both a race and about race. <laughs> We're off to the best start of this family film genre episode. Joining us. Folks, we've got Joe Thompson and Charlie Gas going on the show. Welcome back to the show, both of you, although we haven't had you both on at the same time before. No. This is an extra special episode. Thank Lord you for knows on. we've tried. <laughs> <laughs> we have t- I'm just going to say it, we've tried many times. Probably two of the busiest people in the Sheffield yeah. comedy scene. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. No one says otherwise. <laughs> works harder. I don't, I don't think anyone can actually come out and say, no! <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, like, I, you, can, you can email us if you've got a problem with that statement. I'm pretty sure it's true. Yes, we'll so. send you the screenshots of the Facebook message where it is just Tom going, E3 Monday. <laughs> no. What what about Monday in three years? Uh, I'll check my calendar. <laughs> calendar says no. <laughs> just an endless rebuff. I think I'm busy three years from now. <laughs> the thing is, um, we refused to be on with each other. Yeah. So uh, Tom and Matt had to lure us under false pretenses <laughs> uh, and then pretend to be each other and go home with us pretending to be <laughs> Lindsay Lohan um, and then trap us back together yeah. in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show, guys. Oh, How do you feel you. about family movies? Yeah, all right. Good. Yeah, I yeah. like I like a good family watch movie. Yeah. You could Who's really you, 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 you'd be hard pressed to find someone who wouldn't go. Yeah, yeah. To that question, yeah. I think. I think the yeah. definition of a family movie is a movie that every anyone could go. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. It's, yeah. it's as non-controversial and wholesome, and yeah, it, it, it covers just enough of every base. For at the very least, you wouldn't necessarily turn it off. You might turn it down, but you wouldn't mm. turn it off. Mm. <laughs> Alright, so shall we get on with some honourable mentions? Yes. Go on then. So, yeah, this is the part of the show where we pitch some more movies before we head on to our main feature. It's kind of like the trailers before the movie. Okay, so from Jeff Beard we've got lessons in parenting while eternally trapped on a roller coaster. <laughs> 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 and pitched. <laughs> pitched yeah, that's, that really done. pitches. Good itself. job, yeah. <laughs> so this has got to be, and I know you guys haven't seen it, but this has got to be a, a Snowpiercer thing, where like this <laughs> roller coaster is so big and long, it can house people, it can house a whole family. It's like they've won a competition to to engage in the new thrill ride, and like Dad is obsessed with roller coasters. He loves them. He's going to to altered towers. Um, <laughs> to, to Altered Towers. Yeah. That's the name of the theme park. <laughs> yeah, he's to. going to Altered Towers, and uh, <laughs> he goes there every week, uh, every Saturday. He doesn't spend with the kids. He instead spends going wee like that. Um, it's, and it's Chris uh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine, yeah, of, bad uh, bad dad. Star Trek, the new yeah. uh, the new Star Trek movies. Bad dad Chris Pine. Yeah. Yeah, spends his time ignoring his children. <laughs> so so is it just the dad that's like quote unquote trapped on the roller coaster? I think it's oh, that would be quite good. That would actually. be good. Yeah. I was thinking that it would be like a m- mum's like, well, there's this whole roller coaster that a whole family can go on, let's go on there but then it makes malfunctions. But yours is 
like sounds like it'd be a good film <laughs> yeah like like um chris pine plays like one of these like he has like a facebook page and he like this is like he's made his own like hobby out of it um he's and, like a, 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 a thrill-seeking blogger uh, and maybe yeah maybe he's even made his like money off it and it's one of these kind of like learning to give up work for family time kind of films yes yeah, yeah absolutely um, but just with him going on lots of roller coasters yeah. <laughs> so rather than him like working hard at the office it's him being like I can't I've got too much work to do Wee! <laughs> <laughs> So it's like the fastest roller coaster in in the world, or something like that. You know, it's this it's this brand new roller coaster that does all these things, um, and he's going to check it out. But his child has decided they want to spend time with dad, Uh-oh. so they sneak out, sneak Uh-oh. away in the boot, oh, no. and then try and follow him onto the onto the roller coaster. And of course, that's incredibly dangerous. Uh, and um, when he gets on the roller coaster and there's this whole fanfare we can write about what's super important about this roller coaster there's there's this whole like kind of corner cutting Jurassic Park style uh, uh, scenario surrounding the theme park and then and then and then the kid gets on the on the, on the roller coaster with his dad and he realises too late tries to get off snaps something off on the door and Uh-oh. the thing just can't stop otherwise it'll oh throw God. them into the, into the sun I know what you mean by the Jurassic World thing but I do like to think they've spliced the roller coaster's DNA with dinosaur <laughs> DNA it gets to be so fast yeah. Yeah, powered so by dinosaurs. <laughs> now it won't stop. It's walking away. So now he is he's been like ill fated by his profession. Mm. And so all the all the lost time of like spending time with his kids is now like he's forced to obviously stare that in the face because now him and his young son are they are they are trapped eternally on this roller coaster. So there should be a nice montage of them like getting to know each other as people. Yes, but only when they're on the suspense bit, right at the top. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's part of the part of like we we have the reason I said it was like the Jurassic World thing was because you get to see all the flaws and all the things that are going to come in before they show you a hologram blueprint of the thing and it's like and this one uh, keeps you in suspense for a full 20 minutes before it <laughs> before it drops you down yes. this, this huge hole and you are zooming around for the next 30 minutes I, I, I love that and, and dad's not strapped in properly so that when, to, it, yeah. when it does drop the kid stays at the front of the roller coaster. He goes right to the back. <laughs> and he has to work his way from the back of the roller coaster to the front to For meet the whole his son time, again. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, like and an they're staring at each other all the way, but only get to talk when, they're, when they get to the top of, yeah. a, top of yeah. a dip. And when he's working his way back forward, he finds all the mini civilizations that are already beginning to form on this roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Human nature has kicked in and tribes have formed. Yeah. Like, you can't go to carriage number four. That's when <laughs> The Batman lives. <laughs> You've just described Snowpiercer. <laughs> it is. It's depressingly like Snowpiercer, but on a, like Snowpiercer times ten because it's on a roller coaster <laughs> and not on a train. I just okay. So we need to play around with the fact that they get this lull moment. It's just all action all the time during this this ridiculous like super speed thing, and they like every single time they have to like save each other or they have to like you know uh, secure themselves more onto the thing, uh, and then they get this moment where they he's like learning about the child's school and stuff, like because yeah. he hasn't been speaking to him at all, and he's like. <laughs> Uh, and the kid's like, well, if we hit the, uh, if we hit velo- the velocity of the of, of this thing when it goes around this corner is this. If we can put a, a door, if we, can, if we can blow the door off at that exact point, then maybe we'll have a chance of slowing this thing down. He's like, where did you learn that? And he's like, I'm in science club at school. <laughs> did you not know? <laughs> really advanced science club. <laughs> and there's a moment where Chris Pine can like look sadly out the window as like rain starts to sort of patter and he can like contemplate that. But then like a second into that, <laughs> it then drops again. So he gets like one moment of sad clarity of like, wow, I don't even know who my son is and what he's into. And then it's like, nope, back to face melting speed. <laughs> but, but when that happens, the camera stays where it 
was, yeah. and we just see Chris Pine drop out of frame. <laughs> you, hit, like, you get this very quiet moment, this serene moment, and the, and the score is tracking that, and then you just hear these three metal clunks. Like, <laughs> and, 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 and he's gone out of frame. Again, once again. Yeah. Back to the Mad Max world of this roller coaster that's yeah. happening. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, part of the fun of the roller coaster is it takes you through a bunch of like terrifying tunnels with creatures in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like Jurassic Park. Like a Jurassic Park monsters. Yeah. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Dinosaurs. As Jurassic Park monsters, Tom. Yeah. To call them by their uh, official title. <laughs> Can't wait for me to meet a paleontologist. Oh, you study the Jurassic Park monsters. <laughs> <laughs> you mean dinosaurs? I yeah. know what I yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> Snakes I know. big legs. I know what. <laughs> I know what I said, and so do you. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not wrong. <laughs> and that's the important bit. Jurassic Park monsters. What you guys did was monstrous. <laughs> if you ask me, monstrous. <laughs> If you ask me, you're the Jurassic Park monsters. (laughs) The real dinosaurs were the Jurassic Park monsters we made along the way. If you ask me, paleontologists are all the the monsters themselves for doing what they did at Jurassic Park. (laughs) How can you take responsibility for what happened? Back in 93. That man just wanted a job. (laughs) He just wanted to pay his way, pay for his family. He got eaten by a raptor. This is before the park even opened. (laughs) If only you had a shooter. (laughs) A shooter! (laughs) Oh, Oh, good lord. Straight from the topic. That's okay. So, from Matthew Presley, we've got Cranky Gramps. Cranky. Yeah. Cranky Gramps. Cranky Gramps. I would like to suggest that rather than the obvious that he's a, a grandfather who is in fact a little perturbed at all times, mm. rather this is a grandfather that was built during the Industrial Revolution <laughs> and is is powered <laughs> by, <laughs> is powered by coal, uh, but has to be revved up like an old timey car. <laughs> So you're saying... <laughs> Cranky grumps. <laughs> okay, counter-proposal. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> you know how, as a child, you are... Um, you go to your, your grandparents' house and everything seems like it's got no reason to exist. Like, you've got all these <laughs> objects... your grandparents. These, you, well, yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, they give me sweets, which is pretty great, but, like, whatever. Like, yeah, you've got all these weird objects of, like, you know... Uh, uh, what do you call them? Like, uh, baubles and sort of, like, you know, ornaments <laughs> and stuff. You're like... What do these do? What's the point? It's not. A, it's, it's made out of stone, so it can't be a toy. Um, <laughs> I can't eat it because it hurts my teeth. In the same way, this person's gramps has a crank for everything, and I think I think we make Joe. We make your your in, built in the industrial revolution the twist to this thing. <laughs> Like, it's like in this house, in Grandad's house, if you turn a crank, it might be like a bowl, a full bowl of ice cream, or it might be a, a, an anvil falls from the ceiling. It's like a steampunk, the house with the clock in the walls yeah. style, like mystery house. Yes. But the grandpa is also built in the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. Well. Grandad, we, the, the kids are always wondering why Grandad never takes them to the park or whatever. You know, they get brought to the brought, brought to Grandad house where the parents go off uh, and they're probably like parents who don't care very much they've got their own careers and stuff and they they leave the kids with their with granddad and then uh, they're like i don't like going to granddad's because he's always weird and rusty Uh, (laughs) he follows linear lines in the house wherever he goes he never never moves in curves it's so odd and he clanks everywhere stop coughing because of the smoke coming out of his behind. And when I hug him it burns. He's also really cranky. In addition to his cranky, he is 
also a very miserable, sad, dejected elderly man. Which I think is understandable. It sounds like his life is hell. Yeah. Oh, I know, kids, but uh, your, your mom and I have to go to the convention in San Francisco. <laughs> the convention. The convention. <laughs> convention con. Avid, uh, avid. What's an avid parental hobby that you might need to go to a convention on? Um, Swingers. <laughs> Just being with other people. Do you need a convention? I mean, it's best when you do. <laughs> it's hard to swing alone. There's a swimming pool filled with car keys. <laughs> you just die just Like Scrooge McDuck. You just scoop one out. Life is like a hurricane here in Cuck World. Finally, a swingers homage to Scrooge Watching all your other partners fuck tales. The sheer idea that the the swinging community don't get off on having sex with each other. More, they're just really into cockies. I don't even own a car. I just bought keys for the pool. Diving in like Scrooge McDuck, like, oh, yeah, car keys. Those ones you get where it falls in and you press the button and it flicks up, they're the best ones. They're the elite type of key. Where is it flicking up? So we know where the parents are now. Yeah. And also uh, the, uh, the after TV spin-off that comes from the movie. Yeah. Convention. <laughs> but Cranky Ramps. Yeah. He's another thing entirely, isn't he? Yeah. He's yeah. in a family <laughs> movie. <Yeah. laughs> which which <laughs> cannot feature any of that. Yeah. It, they're, they're implied jokes for the adults, like in The Grinch, <laughs> where, like, when The Grinch is discovered as a baby, <laughs> and you now realise that when his adoptive, cute old lady uh, parents were having the party, everyone was putting keys in the bowl, and you're like, Oh, in Hooverville they were doing it, doing it a lot. But they're also, uh, you know, they're also a nice example of same-sex, you know, a couple bringing up a kid. But they were doing it. They were doing all the sex in that house. But, but, Good in, luck. but in this one, it's less subtle. And they're like, right, we're off to swinger con, con to have lots of sex with other people. Wink to the parents. Car <laughs> yeah. screech as they drive off. <laughs> Down the highway, which have left this kid on, and the, and the kids are left in silence in the foyer of this guy's house. It's it, it's, a, it's an older it's an older girl sibling, a younger boy, and a baby. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. Series of unfortunate events. That's the kind of vibe I was going for, which yeah. I realised about halfway through my explanation. <laughs> <laughs> this I, is just a series of unfortunate no, events. For a minute, so I thought you were going to say an older girl sibling, a boy, and a cat in a hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, replace the baby for a cat. <laughs> Just wearing a hat. <laughs> like, like I said, there's only so many combinations of children. Yeah. <laughs> you got your boys, your girls, your babies, your cats in hats. Like, <laughs> what do you want? You get one of each. Your Loraxes. <laughs> yeah. this, this cat's wearing a uh, wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers beanie. <laughs> That's the hat he's wearing. And it's continuously high, but it's, again, just for the adults. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm off to smoke some marijuana. (laughs) Wink to the parents. (laughs) That's what he says. I just got out of prison. (laughs) Wink to the parents. (laughs) No one ever just winks, they just say it. It's a a great film for audio description because all all the actual physical movements are explicitly... We're off to the swingers convention now. Now, wink to the parents. We screech off in our car to go and have sex with strangers. Goodbye. Nothing is left to the imagination. We're going to put all our keys in a pool and jump in it like Scrooge McDuck from the new spin off TV series, Cucktails. <laughs> wink to the parents. <laughs> I honestly thought you were about to go, Cucktails. Oh, woo. <laughs> Wink to the parents. Oh, clank, <laughs> clank, clank. Here comes Grandad. The rusty screech of metal on stone. <laughs> clank, <laughs> clank. 
<laughs> oh, good lord, what is that horrible, smoky stench? Says uh, Nathan Lane, the, the cat. <laughs> And I thought my weed smelled bad. Wing to the parents. There's a giant, there's a giant portcullis door opens in the back of the room. Clunk. That's what he says. He says He's actually really smooth moving, but he just says clunk. <laughs> Welcome, children. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like August Phil. <laughs> who would play him? The um, what's his name? Um, who plays the man from our? August Filch. Lots of us. movie August Filch. Oh, what's the, uh, not Willie something, isn't it? Something. It's not his name. It's oh, not Willie Nelson, no. No, not Willie no, Nelson. Also. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Yeah. Amazing choice. Oh, I can't remember his name. Hello, children. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, you Gramps. <laughs> Cranky Gramps. Crank, crank. <laughs> Uh, I can understand you might be hungry after a long car trip. Oh, boy, boy, am I? Lots of khakis stabbed me in the back of the way. <laughs> Mom and Dad took thousands. <laughs> I nearly drowned in khakis, scrams. They really wanted to have sex. <laughs> Wink to the parents. With other couples. What does sex mean? <laughs> Is the boy played by a Muppet? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, but he's the only Muppet in the entire film. Well, there, child. <laughs> Sit down and shut up while I crank this. And then he just like. <laughs> And then, a, and then a, 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 just a big bowl of, of very heavy sweets just fall on the child's head. Oof! And he's got really long arms as well, Ooh. like really long sweet arms. So as it lands, his arms just extend up and just compress his head. He, he's got like, like when you wear those deliberately extender arms, like, and he's trying to like grab onto the sweets. Like, so so you've got Willie Nelson as the crank like man. Ball Nelson is the crank man, the the cat voiced, but just a cat voiced by Nathan, Nathan Lane. Yeah. Uh, I think it might be the cat from Stuart Little, also voiced by Nathan Lane. Yeah, a really nice big fuzzy cat. And then you've got a Muppet playing <laughs> the middle child. The middle child and the middle child. <laughs> He's never the given a name. No, that is his name. Yeah. That, was the, that was the name given to him by his parents. And then just just El Fanning. Yes. Uh, as El uh, Fanning. Yes. the only human character. <laughs> The middle child. <laughs> the middle child. <laughs> Weren't there just two children and one cat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the grandpa is just the exact same puppet that played TikTok in Return to Oz. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrifying image. Yep. Willie Nelson's head. <laughs> they just taking the head off the puppet. We need brand recognition, so for the trailers, people have to know it's, it's old it's man Willie. People have to know it's <laughs> Stephen Willie. Who, who does have more brand recognition, <laughs> Willie Nelson or TikTok from Return to Oz? <laughs> now we're asking the real question. The poster is literally like. Elm Fanning in the middle, a cat, a Muppet to one side of him, uh, TikTok with Willie Nelson's head behind her, and keys falling from the top of let's, the... Uh, let's call the Muppet what it is, which is uh, Kermit the Frog, but with the schoolboy cap on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but with really long green spaghetti yeah. arms. Like, so you can go, like, yeah. long, longer than usual. Yeah. Yeah. In on... fact, they increase in length as the film goes on. That's because Frankie Gramps... Down the corridor, he can be seen just by his arms. I've got a crank for that. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole there's a whole subplot where the um, Kermit's being bullied because he's too short. And <laughs> Frankie Gramps is like, oh, don't worry there, Kermit boy. 
way I got a crank for that. Oh, oh thank you, Grandpa. I, I, I was sick of being bullied at school for being so short. But he cranks him in the back and his, like, arms shrink and his legs extend. <laughs> so then he has tiny arms that he, like, walks around with these huge legs. Like a frog. Like a frog. <laughs> There's no plot to this movie. There's no threat. There's no threat. There's no adversity in this movie. It's just about. (laughs) Oh no no no! There is there is threat, and it's the overbearing sense of dread you feel watching this movie. It's how unsafe the house is for children, animals, or the elderly. It's just one series of just oh, someone has not risk assessed this playground. The threat comes halfway through the movie, where the parents are like, oh, better go pick up the kids. Where's the car keys? <laughs> yeah, they, they're having a tough time. Everyone else is having a fairly standard trip to Grandad's. This, yes. is, this is, tends to be how it progresses. And in the final scene, um, Kermit the Frog says to uh, Willie Nelson, but Grandpa, we, we recently did sex ed at school, and if you're a robot, how did you have mum? And he went, let me show you my penis crank. <laughs> and he just pulls out a tiny little crank. Which he turns and a live baby falls out of the ceiling. <laughs> oh, I haven't used that crank in years. Say hello to the new aunt. Screaming a live baby. baby falls out of the ceiling. Your mother is this house. The, the unused title to this film was The House with a Grandma in the Walls. It's like Grandma's the house. Grandma's the house. The baby falls out of the ceiling into a sink filled with keys. Because in earlier in the movie, there was a twist where the keys began to sink into the piping system and keys were flooding all plumbing. That's why the parents have a key kink. <laughs> it's because it's because that's a, a major factor of their reproduction. <laughs> One of these parents were, were never born in this house, or no. were they? <laughs> they both both fell from the ceiling. It's never addressed. <laughs> this isn't the only crank house. <laughs> yeah, it's never addressed, Tom. Maybe both the parents were <laughs> dropped out of this house's ceiling. Who knows? Wink to the parents. <laughs> Oh. Wink, to, wink to the people who don't know about human reproduction. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> well, that's at a certain level. That's enough of that. <laughs> all right, so those were all our honourable mentions. Thanks to everyone who gave us suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Those are facebook.com forward slash Life's a Bitch podcast and at Life's a Pitch show on Twitter as well. So, shall we get on with our main pitch yes. this evening yes it's the one about doing driving really fast right yeah yeah it's from daniel monger it's called the school run 30 miles per hour thrills and spills that is so fast right so what's what's this movie all about Ooh. well what are the sort of hijinks you can get up to on the school run the movie speed <laughs> well there's there's a lot of potential for um for you to see the different kinds of families so the ones who are always running late the ones whose kids turn up in limos like they're, they're not even driven by their parents you know one of those schools where there's all kinds of kids you've got Kids who are driven there late, yeah. and kids who are driven there in limos. There are two, <laughs> yeah. ne- neither of which I'll point out. Yeah. Go on buses. Montagues and Capulets. Yeah, because then maybe you've got like the the school bus crowd. Mm. So that's like a particular band of kids who perhaps like within school wouldn't honestly socialise with each other. But the thing they all certainly have in common is there and back they get the school bus. That's how they are mm. driven I, in. So I'm getting Breakfast Club vibes. Yeah, but Ooh. like a, on a bus. That's a pretty <laughs> bus good club. Bus, yeah. bus first club. So you can have, you know, you, you, you can have the zany characters that fulfil certain, you know, stock yeah. stereotypes then. No one has to be uh, fleshed out in anything other than, you know, 
This one's the Gotham. This one's the Jock. Something that happened to me a lot at school uh, was we had a like we, the bus service that took us to school. They clearly reserved all the worst buses for the school run. Yeah, because they broke down <clears throat> all the time. Uh, it didn't help. Like the kids would like throw stones through the window, like <laughs> on the inside. Oh no! Like, yeah, uh, I mean, there was one time a child, and this is a true story. A child, there was a frog on the bus, which was wacky enough in itself. <laughs> you can't go to school. <laughs> it was, it's me. Hello. It's well, be careful, be careful before you give him a voice and a personality, because one of the kids took him, tried to throw him out the window. He stopped himself in the window, so the kid went, "All right then," and smashed his head. In the window, no. over and over. Oh my, oh my god. god! What kind of school did you go to? A Catholic school. <laughs> That's a great answer. Just the more I think about the school bus, the more I'm just like, holy shit! I would have just left the bus if I'd if I saw this today. Like, yeah. mm. there was like the you know the stairs going up to the top level mm. on I'm our school bus. A load of a load of kids would just crowd at the bottom. Of the stairs, yeah, and then and then they they jump off the top of the stairs <laughs> onto a crowd of kids at the bottom who were there to catch them no. while the bus was going. Well, at least they're doing trust exercises. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it wasn't a trust exercise. People would get hurt and everyone would laugh. It was weird as shit. And like the the best bit about it was. I remember sort of catching a glimpse of the conversation some kids were having. You know how you're not meant to talk to the bus driver? Yeah. The bus driver on this school well, that's, bus... Well, that's because he does whisper um, eldritch truths. And I don't think I've ever seen someone so confident in what they were doing right. on a bus before. Because he was the driving. I hope the driver is that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he was he was driving and he was having a chat with with some of the some of the other kids as they were talking about what was going off yeah. on the stairs, essentially. Uh, I think I'd remember catching him and like, I'm gonna go swing it round and round about and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like see that, what happens. That kind of attitude. Because you know, like, I've seen I, everything at this point. I might flip it over onto its side and see it spiral out of control off a bridge like a bar of soap. <laughs> Ejected clumsily from a child's hand as they took a, took their evening bath. My app and my not. <laughs> Eldritch truth. So I've got I've got an idea for this. It's, mm. it's only a seed, so I'm going to need you, 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 you guys' help. But I want to blow up the idea of uh, the stakes of of, of like. Um, the school run and all that stuff, right? We've already got this breakfast club kids thing, right? Who go on the bus. Mm. That I- Your idea, Tom, of, of having kids, like, jumping down. Mm. You've got this kind of, like, weird Mad Max group of kids yeah. who is sort of, yeah. like, is their own subculture going on. <laughs> That's what it felt like. That's, <laughs> j- like, I've never been, like, I've never been able to pin it down before, but <laughs> Mad Max is definitely what the school run felt like. You know, sometimes. in the 80s, 90s, even the, even the noughties, like, where um, you had films of, about like subcultures of teenagers that hung out in quarries and like uh, <laughs> quarries and junkyards and stuff, right? In uh, Netflix, uh, what Netflix uh, supreme masterpiece, uh, Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we I, used to, uh, yeah. to try. And I was vamping for myself. It's a habit I've got into. Unfortunately. <laughs> Stranger Things, um, well known for just being about teenagers in a quarry. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else happens in that movie. In Stranger Things, you've got the vibe of the the, the people in the other town who are like all got powers or whatever and they're they're all they're all hiding out in a warehouse so we've got all that going on on the bus that's on the bus side and then you've got like an upper strata almost like like a Partways a Hunger Games territory, right? Yeah, yeah. Where like um, we have the upper strata of kids go coming in limos and stuff, and it's a matter of the rich, uh, a culture where the rich get richer, right? The, yeah. the the principal is so out of touch that he says, oh, "You know, I think that we've got a problem with people turning up late from the school run. What if we made an incentive where?" The people who got to school fastest <laughs> were given a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Ellen, you did it! 
<laughs> so, so it's like all these, all the, it's like a race from various places. Yeah. Um, everyone's gonna start. Uh, like it only applies to people just that far away from the from from school. Um, and uh, this ragtag bunch of kids have to try and get this weird eldritch bus driver <laughs> to, <laughs> to run them into school. If, yes. if we're doing this vibe, first of all, there's some real wacky races vibe to this. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. we need like really cartoonish subgroups. For sure. I definitely think there needs to be the like home educated kids that are being brought in for that one day to try and get a car. Yeah. Mm. And they're in the back of like a, 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 via, a, um, like a VW camper van, sure. but without the back. And they're like playing like guitars as they go like and then there's always a very serene quietness to the back of the limo of the rich kids like whatever's going there's always like a someone just playing a quiet cello while they sit that morning and they turn little kids turning over like the newspaper and it's like we're making good time, Giles. Yes, we are. Little, little master or whatever. And then, like, it cuts immediately back to, like, the insanity of, like, the other kids in the bar. And, of course, the principal lives next door. Um, uh, but he's got a son in the school. Right. So what the what the what oh, the bad kids have right. to do? The bad kids, right? The what the, the, the inverted commas. What they have to they super glue him to his bed uh, <laughs> at night. They they sneak in at night and oh super glue him God. to his bed oh. so he but can't then, get up in the morning. But then his mum is like, right, well if that's the way you're gonna play it, and then just starts wheeling him out like. <laughs> yeah. And so it keeps cutting back to a regular point. Seems yes. to like like carry the bed down the stairs. Every every like. <laughs> Because it would have been like it's 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 cool to have that as a surprise twist, but it's even better to constantly cut back from the race like speed racer dynamic of people shunting each yeah. other off the road straight back to. It's, <laughs> it's strange how it's just one straight road to school with every, yeah. every kid living on. One big four-lane motorway. Straight to the one thing I would say is I think the bus driver should have been paid off by the rich kid's parents sure. to go slow and maybe at the beginning of the second act the kids have to seize control of the bus. It's the trust between between the, the kids and, and, and Rusty, the old the old eldritch, slightly, <laughs> slightly, slightly old god adult bus driver. He's got a moral dilemma. <laughs> why, do, why do the kids want the car? <laughs> so that they can drive it. So I think it's can... established in a lot of particularly American um, like high school films mm. that like what teenagers want are cars, drinks, and sex. And that's it. And you can't offer drinks and sex. <laughs> the first one to get to school <laughs> will get one fuck. <laughs> I've only got one to give. Um, like, it's a hot rod he's giving away as well, like Grease Lightning style. Yeah. You know, like... Can he be played by John Goodman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good, good call. Additionally, into the fact that I think he has like the authority to carry up Hedy's role, I also think he's a good person to be carried down the stairs super glued to a bed. I just think it's the physicality of that It's his son gets carried down the stairs. However, I think his son should also be played by John Goodman. Adult John Goodman's head on a teenager's body. Yeah, film we've been dying to see. But like, we dress John Goodman up as like a punk, like 70s, 80s punk, like in goth makeup and stuff. Whatever, Dad. <laughs> no, I've never done a John Goodman impression before. Mm. And while it wasn't good, it was better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's nice when that happens. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because John Goodman's not like a like a, an easy one to, to land. No, no certainly not. Mm. Um, but I'm glad he does get to play two roles in this film. Yeah. That's double the John Goodman. <laughs> How many roles can we give to John Goodman? <laughs> oh, should he also play the bus driver? <laughs> 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 And maybe the lead child. <laughs> I like the idea that John Goodman is, is like, we'll, we'll give him that line, right? Yeah. Might just take it round and round about, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for the kids, um, in that case, we'll go Millie Bobby Brown, yeah. young um, Macaulay Culkin, yeah. mm -hmm. um, Rupert Grint. Rupert Grint. Mm -hmm. Rupert Grint, yeah. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Mm hmm. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. 
<laughs> a pile of ham. <laughs> um, that's what that's what happened. That's that's at the, at the back of the bus. That's what happened to the last person who stuck gum underneath the uh, the seats of the bus. A picture of Toby Maguire. <laughs> No, let me make this clear. <laughs> Not Toby Maguire. Just a photograph. A photograph of Toby Maguire. Voiced by Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin now. Yeah. Um, a young Shia LaBeouf yeah. playing like the child Shia LaBeouf. And an old Shia LaBeouf. Sitting next to an old Shia LaBeouf who is forced to get the school bus on the way in because it's the only route that goes to his office near the school. Yeah, And he's, he's the maths teacher. <laughs> And yes. I think um, he still wants a car. <laughs> so let's describe the route that this bus has to take. And I think uh, we, we did. Let's describe the route. Let's say this this school is on a cliff, right? <laughs> so okay. you can't. So you. It's all. Everyone goes in the same direction to get to it. Is what I, I'm getting I, at, right? I think before this happens, at the same time they're sticking the principal's kid to the bed sheet. <laughs> they're sort of making a pact so we all start from the same location yeah and by any means we have to get to school mm-hmm. i think i think yeah like i i think it's um it's just got to be like because obviously the other the other the kids might make a pact but the adults aren't going to oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the 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 adults are out there to stop the kids princely getting... michaels i'm driving my chauffeur around <laughs> because um it's cool to drive your own chauffeur around <laughs> um so like yeah, um, I think basically there's there's a run up to this school, right? There's there's this stretch where nobody lives. It's weird badlands, ghosts riddled, like strange tunnels and spikes, unexploded bombs, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, crushed planes, and a, and, and, and a tunnel in which Keanu Le- Keanu Reeves lives. <laughs> Keanu. Yes. I thought you were going to say a tunnel in which Keanu leaves. I was like, <laughs> it's the only way Keanu can get out of school. Keanu, Keanu Reeves the Druid, otherwise known as Keanu Leaves. Um, I would like there to be um, a third act twist in the movie where it's revealed that the the um, like the like um, principal never specified that a kid had to be the one who yeah. won the car. Sure. So, like, like there's a clip where the bus is rolling towards the tunnel. It's like, oh, we're going to make it. If we're the first one in the tunnel, we're going to win. <laughs> and then just cars come from everywhere in town. <laughs> and, like, everyone's got these weird creative vehicles. Like, the butcher's shop has been put on yeah. wheels. Like, Some someone's, them... like, riding their granddad. Like. <laughs> Some of them are hitting mines and blowing off <laughs> Someone looks out the window and they're like, Dad, screw you, son, I need a new car. <laughs> I'm not letting you have one. The, the, the mayor of the town who is in cahoots with the principal. Oh, and is also terrible. played by, by John, John Goodman. You'd make a good man. <laughs> and a good principal. And a good child. <laughs> he's such a multi And a good bus driver. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he's he's... Uh, the mayor has made cahoots with the principal just sort of like if you sell the guy it's got to go to one of the, one of the responsible adults it's not going to go to these pesky kids we've got to grind these kids down into the dirt they've been chucking cans and making this city a bad place <laughs> chucking we cans. all know there's no aspiration in this town everyone works on the minefields <laughs> <laughs> they, since, the <laughs> since the event since the event the the event right it's never discussed it's never discussed no. but i think it i think it is something like something akin to what happens in into the spider verse <laughs> so you know when like portals open to different dimensions yeah, and yeah. stuff like that just all the shit falls out <laughs> it's like um it's like is it nowhere in thor ragnarok yeah. where just things are dropped yes. like out of time it's that but it's Sakaar. never addressed but it, yeah. it does mean that like when all the city comes together to have this race there's like knights on horseback there's like <laughs> spaceships <laughs> and they're like why are we trying to get a car it's a backwards move in terms of technology and keanu reeves he came from another planet <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And he's walking. Like yeah. he has no w- worry. He yeah. hides in he hides in the tunnel, waiting for unsuspecting people who would dare walk. <laughs> I get, it's maybe like a little bit of a tortoise in the hat situation in that 
in the There's end Keanu <laughs> yeah in the end Keanu Reeves taking it at a leisurely pace and not getting himself involved in the hijinks um that everyone else is he is the one that ultimately ends up getting the car by just just sticking just 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 going at his own you know he's not he's not trying to screw anybody else over he's uh he's going at exactly 30 miles an hour I like that idea but I also like the idea of him guarding the tunnel um, and mm. basically him being like, you have to answer my riddles three. <laughs> <laughs> to a bus. That just keeps going. A bus full of kids and a traffic yeah. jam yeah. of hundreds of cars. Just run him over. I don't know, there's just something about him that it just feels wrong to run him over. He, he seems so earnest. Maybe we're just, just trying to answer his riddle. Oh, this, okay. is, this is after they've thrown John Goodman out the bus for <laughs> exposing his eldritch god ways. Ah, <laughs> and he, like... he's still in the race but he's being carried by an eldritch god <laughs> he's, I think he's holding on to the he's on the top of the bus at this point just with a shrine <laughs> <laughs> tentacles coming out of every yeah. orifice like they, they, because because um, like obviously he's been paid off by uh, by the principal to drive or by the rich rich kid's parents to, to drive slowly um, and they have this break with him halfway through the film when they're they're going through the uh, it's kind of like the warriors apart from like a good film yeah where, I think <laughs> Where like um, they're going through different areas of the room, mm. and uh, during the part where like uh, I don't know, it's a it's a bad part of town, and they might get carjacked or or bus jacked, whatever it is. Um, the uh, uh, the bus driver's driving slowly, clearly waiting for something. He's like, what are you what are you doing? And he's like, don't bl- don't blame me. I'm I've, I got paid. I don't, I knew I wasn't gonna get a car either way, so I. <laughs> I got paid every, any way I could, and then they're, they're like, well, we thought you were our friend. Oh, we thought where... you were our friend, Rusty the bus driver. This is where Kermit the Frog picks John Goodman up and throws him out of the bus. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> not, not realising that John Goodman's hanging onto the back. Yeah. He uses his, like, tentacle, tentacle arm well, to climb. John Goodman, John Goodman is the bus. The... <laughs> Shit! <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. When they try and throw him out, he, he, like, a tendril connects him, but he still goes through <laughs> the door, which closes behind him, yeah. so he's just, like, slapping along the ground. <laughs> they, they throw him out, his arm gets stuck, like, a tentacle gets stuck in the bus door, and then he just sort of merges through, and he's like, Ooh, the face, but, but the only the face kid... was vestigial. I didn't mean it. <laughs> the only kid that notices is the pile of ham, and he has no mouth to say. Gonna be screaming internally. Cuts to the pile of ham, like you would. We we basically like take. Uh, a shot of someone reacting to that yeah. like a, a shock shot where you'd zoom in on them um, but then like just replace only the camera movements yeah. uh, w- and then everything else on screen is just Da-da-da! a ham pile of ham we've got to make this pile of ham look as shocked as possible <laughs> so uh, th- the end of this film yes. right um, they are they're now neck and neck because they've uh, like they're busy trying to solve Keanu's riddles they get to the final riddle they're just about to solve <laughs> it and then <laughs> the ham is the is the answer to the riddle um, <laughs> the ham has to sacrifice it like basically Keanu Reeves just wants some food and, and exactly <laughs> he's hungry they, under, they under that bridge get past Keanu's roadblock and <laughs> at the same moment just kaboom like to like they blow Blow a hole in whatever was blocking the way, like the the, the rich kids. Mm. They've been like, uh, or some of the kind of Mad Max gang kids have been like repurposing the the landmines of the area <laughs> in, in the minefield yes. zone. Uh, and they've blown a hole past Keanu, and they're like, oh, why are we sitting learning flipping trigonometry to answer his riddles? <laughs> They're actually having to learn. Um, They're doing more learning than they've ever had to do. Because it turns out that Keanu was the only good teacher left. Oh... Yeah, he was fired out, for yeah. doing for wanting to fight for like more responsible learning. Yeah, Jogan was like, no, <laughs> school should instead be death match. <laughs> learning is the very secondary purpose of this school. <laughs> he wanted to fight to have more kids, uh, like um, gain. Um, more poor kids have access to resources, and Jungleman was like, no. That's that's principal John Goodman's voice. <laughs> no, this is will not be happening. You're fired. I get out of my office, Keanu Reeves. 
That's his name in the film. Yeah. <laughs> I like so that. They Lloyd find, Goodman, apparently. <laughs> they find this out in like the beginning of the third act. Yeah. And then what happens is the entire race instead becomes an army. Yeah. And they take back the school from John Goodman, <laughs> who secretly has an entire automated army to guard the school. Mm. <laughs> and so it becomes like a like a huge battle scene yeah. like where like all these different diverse characters are all fighting sort of end game style. You know yeah. how the I said that the school was on a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not necessarily the, the 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 people of the competition aren't necessarily together. They just want in, right? Yeah. But much like a, a, a very keen crowd, they're just driving further and further up towards the school, and and John Goodman's at the top of the school going, "No way! I'll give you your car!" And they're like, "We all want a car now!" <laughs> and then just, and then you see the the foundations of the school oh, crack. No. Oh. And he's like, "No!" No, and just just at that moment, um, uh, like John Goodman, glued to a bed, gets wheeled up to the top of the <laughs> top of the school, and he's like, "We made it! <laughs> I'm the winner! I get the car!" Crunch. Oh. The school topples forty-five as 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 automata like <laughs> try to 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 drive back the the tide of this this wave of people into the void behind the cliff, like Ooh, the the, yeah. the epicenter of swirling the void. <laughs> yeah, and then they they go through that void and they appear above the earth. During the dinosaur age, <laughs> <laughs> the school is the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. Oh, jeez, John... Dad, you did it again. <laughs> the John Goodman dinosaur is like, I ain't giving you dinosaurs a car. Jeez, <laughs> Dad, you did it again. <laughs> this was the this was the event. <laughs> John Goodman caused the last one. When will you learn, Father John Goodman? Stop offering cars. (laughs) They are a prized commodity in the inner realm. And uh, the the bus people, uh, along with Keanu Reeves, that they've now discovered is a is a good teacher, start a new school Yay! made out of the scrapped up piles of cars and, and stuff that are there, all crushed into one. It's like the end of Matilda, like once the Trunchbull has <laughs> yeah. been banished to the Shadow Realm. Um... <laughs> Miss Honey becomes the new principal. I loved it where That's Matilda... That's what happens in Matilda, yeah. right? She, Matilda beats the Trunchbull at a game of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and banishes her. I, I knew I'd seen it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly did. The school run, 30 miles per hour. <laughs> thrills and spills. No thrills and spills. Those were. The spill was the spill of a school. The spill of war. Into the prehistoric and the, and the, era. And the thrills were what they what they call people who turn mindless as they go cr- crazy for, uh, for a car. <laughs> I'm fairly sure at the beginning of all this, you told us to be earnest. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> thank you for listening, everyone. Oh. Yeah, thank you for listening. If you want to uh, continue listening to more episodes, we're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the other podcast apps. Oh, yeah. Spotify Zone. Yeah, we're on all, we're on all of those. Yeah. Um, and if you want to, if you like the podcast, give us a like on Facebook. I keep mentioning it. Facebook.com forward slash Life's a Bitch Podcast. And Twitter, give us a follow there at Life's a Pitch Show as well. Yeah, if you want to see uh, every episode of the podcast or listen to every episode of the podcast, including deleted scenes and weird bonus things we've done in the past you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast which is where we host all the major stuff we have all kinds of playlists of our favorites there and bits and bobs if you do like the show uh, then you might consider sharing it with your friends Um, if you don't have any friends or you would like to keep them then you might want to help us out in another way which could be going over to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast where you can give us a bit of money every single month uh, and that really helps us keep the podcast going keeps the lights on here at life's pitch towers Uh, and also you get a little bit of stuff for yourself you get bonus pictures every week if you if you're at the uh, three 
get a you get a bonus pitch every month if, you, if you're at the five dollar do, uh, donor per per month. That's a, a small amount of money, by the way. That's like uh, five dollars a, a, a month. That's coffee. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's the price of a cup of coffee every month, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. You get all you get all the bonus pitches and commentaries and uh, commentaries. Yeah. Film the movie commentaries. commentaries. Um, of of all sorts of stuff. We've got a huge backlog, so basically you will never run out of of, of live pitch stuff to listen to if you're over there. Um, you could go just one dollar a month tiny amount of money and you could vote in uh, our polls for to decide what kind of genre we do each week this uh, this week's one um is uh well it's historical epics yeah biblical epics <laughs> science fiction epics and sports me, <laughs> me, me, me and Tom are at our best when we're criticising scripture let me tell you <laughs> brought up in, uh, in Church of England schools yeah, we know some stories <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes you might also like to do that not just for the rewards but so you can be like one of these uber cool people uh, wow that sounded like I was from 2003 <laughs> um, <laughs> you can be like one of these really cool people who are, are, are in the cool club be like them You've got me here, Trevetti, my waste of talent. I'll crunch my own bisque before I let somebody else raise my kids. <laughs> Brandon Spanky Mills, Ross Originals saying, don't forget the bonus pitch. Stephen D. Thomas, Sam McKillman. Prime Minister, it looks like these husks contain a deadly hallucinogen. Little Jimmy Scrambles, good news, your lungs are totally bisque free. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jimmy, but your sister didn't survive the debisking surgery. Brent Black. <laughs> Janet, can you believe how cheap this house was? Hauntingly cheap. <laughs> Owing to the Bisque crisis, we are totally declare today declaring martial law. <laughs> Joseph Hegarty. We are issuing a nationwide recall of all wheat Bisque products. Prime Minister, tear down that Bisque statue. <laughs> Alex K. <Kay. laughs> Peter Huskerton, you're under arrest under suspicion of murder. Mavis, have you heard breakfast ghosts overran the Sonning prison? <laughs> I heard that our Pete did it, choked his own esque wife with husks. What do you mean Scotland has declared itself an independent bisque state? <laughs> So thank you to the Cult of Bisque oh. and thank you oh. to everyone um, who is on the Patreon. Who We are now just... We, the, the whole collection of you are now called the Cult of Bisque, I think, at this point. Um, there's a lot going off there. There's, there's a, lot, a lot going off more than usual. It got it got apocalyptic this week. <laughs> so thank you for all those people. Genuinely, genuinely, you're doing a, 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 a wonderful service by helping us keeping uh, keep the podcast going. Um, and uh, thank you... Joe and Charlie for coming on the show. Oh, no, Thanks always a pleasure. Us. Thanks for getting us both in the same place under false pretenses. <laughs> you may now stop dressing like Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I may, but I won't. <laughs> 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 um, yes, thank you. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to uh, you, you want to talk about while you're here? Um, depending on when the show goes out, but it's the same every month. Uh, we run uh, Little Chicago Comedy Night, which is a monthly improv night over at Hagler's Bar. Uh, first Wednesday of every month, uh, we have our house team strike comedy and then a guest troupe from somewhere. I was going to say around the globe. That's quite dramatic, but technically, I mean, technically around the globe. It's more likely to be around the UK, but we uh, we certainly do not uh, discourage uh, any uh, international applicants. Um, <laughs> and it's free entry. Uh, doors at seven, starts at seven thirty. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the stuffs. Yeah. Um, so check us out. Is this coming out this week? It's coming out on, on Wednesday. So well, we're also in Leeds. Yes, we are. Yeah. Goodness. So we're uh, we're working with the Leeds Comedy Jam. We will be doing a workshop in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Charlie, as our um, alter egos, Long Boy in the Noise, will be doing a workshop in the afternoon, and then in the evening we'll be doing a performance alongside side strike comedy as well yeah so I think I'm in that yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to lead oh, from the Lives of Fit podcast oh it's going to be there what it's podcast <laughs> what podcast such a small podcast <laughs> If, and yeah, follow us on all the other sites and yeah. everything else that we do as well that follow keeps the schedules <laughs> so incredibly full will all be on all our sites as well. If you're in or around Leeds uh, and you you have the opportunity, go and do that. You, you'll see everyone funny on this podcast there. 
Oh, <laughs> I didn't wow. know you were coming as well, Matt. Oh, no, no, he made it very clear. <laughs> <laughs> very clear, Tom. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> Stay in your funny lane. <laughs> Uh, and with that, should we uh, should we end the show on a, a, a yes, very clever award? Yeah, the yes, very clever award. Uh, this is the award we give out to people who've given us titles based around existing titles, and they've just had a little joke. No, just a little joke for themselves. A little, joke, a little, little funny little oh tidbit. Um, so this week's yes, very clever award goes to David Curry, who's given us untitled Eddie Murphy fat suit vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Which, honestly, we yes. could have pitched. Uh, it's one of the vehicles in the film. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say it's two on the nose, but that'd be true after everything. Uh, I've oh. been Matt Turner. I've been Tom McGrath. Uh, I've been Jolly Gascoigne. And I've been Joe Thompson. Remember, 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 who remember pitched it. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah.